Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining me on the second episode of the Source Law Podcast. My name is Joseph Sorcy. I'm a personal injury attorney here in Melville, Long Island. And on today's episode, I have a special guest with us. We have Crystal Young. She's a friend of mine for over 10 years. She's been a practicing attorney for over 20. She's done thousands of closings, and she specializes in real estate. So on this episode, we're going to talk about what you should do in the event you come into some money from a settlement or otherwise, whether it's $50,000, $100,000, or a quarter million dollars. You want to invest that money, and what better thing to invest in than real estate? So Crystal, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll go through the process of what somebody should do when they're ready to make their first big purchase. Well, first, Joe, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Congrats on your podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, of course. Of course. So my name is Crystal Young. I am a real estate attorney. I am also an author of a best-selling book, You Too Can Be a Homeowner. And I've been in the real estate industry for over 20 years. I started as a paralegal. Now as an attorney, I represent first-time home buyers, investors, purchase, sale transactions, and also residential and commercial transactions. So you've seen it all. I've seen it all. From beginning until (laughs) until end. Yes, yes. And I love, love, love representing, particularly first-time homebuyers, because I love explaining the process. You know, it's always their first time. Right, right. Biggest purchase they'll ever make. So, yeah, it's really uh, fun to be able to... Help them through the, through yeah, the whole thing. Yeah, to help so, them through the process. Let's say we have a client. They call me. We get them a nice settlement. They get $100,000. They want to purchase their first home on Long Island. I say, call the best real estate attorney I know. Her name's Crystal Young. And they call you. And what's the first thing you tell them? How do they start the journey to their first home purchase? Well, I love that. Once they get their settlement, you'll send them my way. Yeah. That's like amazing. Tax-free money. Yeah, seriously. It's tax-free money. And, you know... Purchasing a home, that's the American dream. We know that. So you certainly want to use that settlement money wisely. So if you were unfortunately in a situation that would require you to, you know, go through a personal injury matter and you get the settlement, it's 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 amazing. And you certainly want to purchase a home. So the first thing I would say is that they need a pre-approval because, okay, you received $100,000, but we know if you're purchasing a home in New York, that $100,000 is certainly not enough. No. So you'll probably want to apply for a mortgage. Okay. Um, So you want to start with a mortgage lender, get a pre-approval. The pre-approval will ultimately explain what your purchasing power is. And so can you afford a million dollar home or would you qualify for a million dollar home? Is it in your best interest based on your financial circumstance or maybe a $400,000 home? Right. So, so the down payment is just a, a, unfortunately, a small piece of the puzzle here. Yes, just a small piece of the puzzle. And there's so many loan programs that are out there. So perhaps for a first-time home buyer, you may want to apply for an FHA loan where you only have to put down 3.5%. So you may not have to use that full $100,000. You can actually use some of that to Buy food. <laughs> Buy food. Maybe put some Buy furniture food, in the house. Furniture, some renovations. you know. Yes. Blankets. Yeah. The important stuff. Supposed to snow today. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so what other factors do you think are important? So that they have a nice chunk of change, $100,000, which is which is a substantial sum of money no matter how we look at it. Yes. Uh, what other factors are considered by a lender uh, before they give this client a pre-approval letter? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm glad you asked because it's not just the $100,000, but I mean, they're going to look at your credit. Okay. They're going to look at your employment history. They're going to see if maybe you file bankruptcy during the time right. you were out of maybe work during your personal injury case. So a lot of factors, the... Uh, banks look at to give you that pre-approval and tell you what your purchasing power is. So what what do you think is a is a a, a good loan for a first-time home buyer uh, with with decent credit, not not excellent credit, but decent credit, maybe above six hundred. They have the hundred thousand um, dollars. They make a decent income. Uh, what would you say uh, is the FHA the best route to go, or are there other things that that they should consider before the uh, for making that application? Yeah, another good question. There are so many loan programs out there, so it really depends on their personal financial situation because, for instance, a VA loan, that's for a veteran. Okay. And there's no down payment programs available for VA loans. Wow, so, zero, zero down? Yeah, zero wow. down. Yes, absolutely. So if this is a situation where, you know, you're working with a veteran, then maybe that's the best option. Maybe a first-time home buyer would use the FHA program. So there are many programs that are out there. There's also grants as well that are available through the city and the state. So do you recommend in your experience, I mean, doing this for over two decades, do you think uh, you always hear you need 20% down, 20% down is ideal. Is that something that you you recommend or is it kind of really just, does it come down to the monthly payment? What is someone comfortable with? Yeah, it really depends on your personal situation and what you're comfortable with. Do you need to take your 20% and put it all down on a home? No, because there are other expenses. You have closing costs. Oh, yeah. You actually have to move. Right. And so you have moving costs. Right. And so there are so many factors. So maybe you don't want to take... 20% of your cash right. and stick it into a home. Maybe you only want to use the 3% or 3.5% loan program to purchase your first home. So there's a lot of programs out there for Absolutely. everybody based on their needs. Yes, for sure. 100%. So, so we get the we get the pre-approval letter. Yes. Um, let's say it's, I don't know, six dollars $700,000, right. which on Long Island, unfortunately, isn't... Uh, isn't a ton of money, uh, right. how the market is. Right. Um, and what's the next step? Do they call you? Do they call a broker? What do you What do you suggest? Yeah, the next step, you want to find a real estate agent. Okay. Why do you want to use a real estate agent? Because they're going to be able to listen to your needs and find you a home where, you know, you want to live. Right. Where do you want to live? Do you want to live in the city? Do you want to live in the suburbs? Um, what are the taxes? Because also it's not only are you you um did you get pre-approved for 600 or 700,000 but you take into account the taxes on the house so 600 or 700,000 in maybe Brooklyn yeah. it does a little to get you a little bit something different than right. what you'll get on Long Island because right. they're taking into account the the hefty taxes right. that Yes. Yeah, so, even Nassau versus Suffolk. Yes, exactly. Even Nassau versus Suffolk. So you certainly want to speak to a real estate agent, a professional. Okay. And also when you're making an offer on a home, your real estate agent is able to give you comps. And right. so they'll tell you, okay, well, I see this house is listed for seven hundred thousand, but it's really not worth that. It's right. worth six fifty, so okay. let's offer six fifty. Right. Maybe, you know, I wouldn't particularly know that in a particular area. So, but a real estate agent is trained to look at the comps and tell you if you're making a good offer or not. And then you have the agent, you have the pre-approval letter, you find a house you like. Um, 
you get an accepted offer. Yes. And and then you go into contract fairly quickly within a week or so. Fairly quickly. You want to go. You that's, come into, that's when uh, I yeah. come in. Yes, absolutely. But before that, can you help a person find an agent? You, you have a, a number of people that you trust? Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. There are agents all over the state of New York that we work with. Oh, great. So we can always refer a great agent for you for sure. Excellent. Yes. Um, so after your offer is accepted, you want to do a home inspection. Is that before and, contract or after? Yeah, that's before contract. Okay. So before you sign the contract, you want to do a home inspection because that home inspection may give you a little wiggle room in the price. Okay. Uh, if the house is essentially falling apart right, right, right. and say you need a new roof, the roof is maybe $20,000 for a new roof. You may be able to now renegotiate the purchase price that you offered to account for the new roof that's needed on the house. And that's important. It's before the contract. Yes, it's important because once you sign the contract, you're bound by the terms of the contract. That's it. So if you sign a contract for $700,000 purchase price and then you do a home inspection, there's no negotiating because you already signed the contract. You're bound by the four corners of the contract. So let me ask you, um, once the contract is signed, right, do you have to come up with any money at that point or is it all pending uh, the closing date? Yeah. So once you sign the contract, when you sign the contract, actually, you put down a portion of your deposit. Why? Is because it's consideration. That makes the seller secure that you are actually going to move forward with this transaction. So when the buyer signs the contract, they put a portion of the deposit down. So for instance, if they're applying for a FHA loan with 3.5% down, mm-hmm. maybe you'll put 1.5% down when you sign the contract okay. and you bring the rest to closing along with your closing costs. Okay. So you make two payments, right, at two different times throughout the transaction, one when you sign the contract and then one at the end right before you receive the keys to your home. So in this market we're in and before we get to after the contract signed, in your experience, uh, things seem to be picking up a little bit now. Yes, Um, they are. As far as a a buyer to be considered a strong buyer, do you have to be a 20% buyer, 20% down? Is it okay to be a three and a half percent? Like generally in your experience, what does a seller look at before they're going to pull the trigger and pick somebody? Okay. I like this buyer versus this buyer, yeah. something else. But what do you, you know, real life or in Nassau, Suffolk County, Right. Um, what do you think? It really just depends on the seller. Okay. You know, if you have multiple offers, the best offer would be the highest price, okay. right? And so that's what they're looking for. Okay, what's the highest price? They're also going to look at, well, how quickly can you close? Because okay. if you can close in 30 days and then you have someone else that can close in 90 days and you're under a time constraint because yes, you want to be out of your house. Maybe you as the seller are in contract to purchase a new home. So you need to close within a certain time frame. Then yes, that may be, you may choose the buyer that can close in 30 days. Mm -hmm. So there's so many factors, purchase price, Mm -hmm. when can you close 
perhaps loan type, but not really. It just really depends. Um, Whether you take an FHA loan or a conventional loan, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, your seller is still getting his purchase price. So it doesn't really matter um, what loan type. It's really just how quickly can you close and, you know, is your purchase price competitive with maybe all the other offers that came in? And did the lenders Mm -hmm. dictate a closing timeline or is that dictated by the buyer's wants or generally how does that work? Yeah. So when you're purchasing a home, there's a team of professionals. You have seller and buyer both have attorneys. Your bank, your mortgage lender has an attorney as well. So when we're determining a closing date, all parties are involved. The two attorneys representing buyer and seller, the mortgage company and their attorney are all involved. There's a title company that's involved as well. So in determining a closing date, all parties have to agree to close and be on the same page. So your seller may want to close, you know, on April 5th. And you know, the buyer's bank, uh, maybe the rate's going to expire on March 31st. Okay. There are ways that we can actually w- uh, close without maybe the seller actually attending the closing. Oh, wow. So the buyer doesn't lose their rate. Right. So there are uh, ways we can get to the closing table even before parties actually ready to close. And can you lock in a rate as a buyer in your experience for any time, like 30 days, 60 days, 90 days? How does, how does that work generally? Yeah. So that's something you're going to lock with your mortgage lender. So okay. your mortgage lender, according to your personal circumstance and loan type, will lock your rate. So okay. you want to do that for sure once you sign a contract because you want to know what rate you're purchasing, you know, the right. the rates have been a little uh, wonky, wonky yeah. flex, you know, yeah. they, they're all over, up and down. Um, we know during the height of the pandemic, you know, we had rates in the threes yeah. and nice. now we're in the fives <laughs> or six. Yeah. So, yeah, so you certainly want to lock your rate uh, when you can or when suggested to lock your rate by your mortgage lender. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get to the contract, it's signed. Um, what's next? Are we just, we're waiting to close on the house? Is yeah, that, okay. that's good. As soon as the contract is signed, your mortgage lender will receive a copy. When your mortgage lender receives a copy, they will order an appraisal to be completed on the house. Okay. Um, once the appraisal is complete, your loan goes into underwriting and ultimately what's music to our ears, we hear your loan has been cleared to close. That's what we all want to hear. Um, Once the loan is cleared to close, that's when we can start talking about closing dates. But one thing I left out, that's what the buyer is working on with their lender. Now, I'm involved as well as the attorney and I want to ensure when you purchase a home, you're purchasing a home with clear title. So I will order a title report after the contract is signed by both parties. And that title report will tell me a story of any judgments, liens, violations on the property. Okay. And I work with the seller's attorney to clear those things before we actually get to the closing table. Excellent. Yeah. So how long does it take to generally get the clear to close letter? In 30 days, 60 days? Yeah, we like to say like 60 to 90 days. Okay. Um, some lenders, I mean, they can approve a loan within 20 days, right. 30 days. So 
Um, it really just depends on the mortgage lender. And again, always your personal situation. Okay. Also, um, if the seller is available to close, maybe your mortgage lender approves you in maybe two weeks or okay. 30 days and the seller is just not ready to move yet. So um, it's it's always case by case. Right. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we get to the closing, right? And that's, yes. the, that's the finish line. Yes. So um, you're at the closing, obviously, with the clients, right? Yes. And so my role as a buyer's attorney is to explain the deed, the transfer docs, which are documents that are issued by New York State and New York City. Okay. I also explain all the mortgage documents. So your note, your mortgage, all the affidavits that have to be executed. I'm there as your attorney and I make sure you understand the stack of documents right. you have to sign it's on the that most, day. You're to sign your whole life yes, pretty much, right? exactly. You're signing your life yeah. away. That's what we say. Right. And how about as the, uh, the seller's attorney? As the seller's attorney, same. Okay. Um, I explain the deed, the transfer docs, which, again, are issued by New York State, New York City. There's affidavits that are signed. Okay. I ensure as a seller's attorney that your mortgage is paid off and paid in full right, at right. the closing. Any violations or liens, anything that has to be paid. For instance, like if you have solar panels, mm. I'll ensure that your solar panel contract is assigned over to the buyer so you're no longer responsible for it right. after you close. So that's my role as the attorney, whether I'm representing the buyer or the so seller. So you got your hands fully either way. Yes. <laughs> yes. So I just want to pivot a little bit. So investment properties, right? Sometimes yes. we have a client, they already have their primary house and uh, they, they come into an ICE settlement, dollars $300,000, and they're like, okay, I'm looking for a house to potentially retire in or a condo down in Florida, whatever it is. Is there any things that they should be aware of that's different from, let's say, like a first-time home buyer, that this is their primary residence um, as far as uh, how much money needs to be put down or Yeah, that's a really good question because there are different programs. If you are investing, okay. maybe the interest rate will be a little different. Okay. Um, it depends because um, if you're purchasing a home, say, that has tenants and the tenants are paying rent and yeah. there's leases involved, right. then you can present those leases to your mortgage lender mm. and that's going to help you get approved maybe right. for more than you would have if the house wasn't fully rented. So, yeah, there are many factors, but you'll work with your mortgage lender who will walk you through all the financing the whole aspect. Yeah, of mm-hmm, of purchasing a investment property. Excellent. Yes. And Crystal, another thing I want to talk about is the fact that you're also a best-selling author, right? Yes, yes. And uh, you, you uh, wrote a book during the pandemic. Yes. It's called You Too Can Be a Homeowner. And it's by Crystal Young Esquire, as you could see. And you can find a copy of the book on Crystal's Instagram. It's crystal.younglaw. And Crystal, why don't you tell the audience what made you write the book and what you think first-time homeowners can get out of it? Yes. Oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, so You Too Can Be a Homeowner came about during the pandemic when they shut everything down. I had more time on my hands. And I was thinking, you know, well, what can I do to kind of fill in this time? Um, I was actually having a conversation with Jermaine Miller, who okay. owns JM Publishing. And he said, Crystal, every entrepreneur, every attorney, every professional needs a book. You know, you do every day. You're going through the process of purchasing homes with your first time home buyers 
over the phone, why don't you just put it in a book so they have a resource or something that they could refer back to? Or even if you were just thinking about purchasing a home, this book contains stories of people that thought they wanted to purchase a home and they got nervous Mm -hmm. and they weren't sure. And ultimately, we talk about how they were able to overcome their fears and end up at the closing that's table where they fantastic. were closing with me. Yeah, so so that's what the book is. The book is really a guideline of the closing process. We talk about pre-approval. We talk about the home inspection, the appraisal, and all the way to your closing table and what you need at the closing table, your IDs, everything, things we don't think about. More than one ID, actually. A checkbook. (laughs) Who has a checkbook now? You pay everything online. Everything's online So it's all in the book. If you're thinking about purchasing a home, you too can be a homeowner. We'll really walk you through that process. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, uh, Thank you very much. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you. It's been an amazing, uh, amazing episode. And thank you for all the uh, insight you gave all our viewers. Yes, And definitely. Um, I'll, I'll leave you uh, to close it out here. Yes, I appreciate you for having me. I love what you're doing. I can't wait to catch all of your episodes. And thank you all. If you're looking to find me, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, Crystal Young. It's crystal.younglaw. So I'm available for all of your real estate needs. Thank you very much for joining us on the second episode of the Source Law Podcast. Thank you for my amazing guest, Crystal Young. We hope that you got some education and information today on today's podcast. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to Crystal. She's on Instagram and Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, thank you again for joining us.